stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to uh, Rick Bonfin Ministries uh, Morning Bible Study. We're kicking off this week with a new place, right? Well, like this. Uh, I always have fun. This is not a Thursday evening, so uh, do not turn. All right, it is Monday morning, um, and we're kicking this off, uh, kicking this week off with a uh, uh, little different passage than what the uh, Bible study uh, has been on. Uh, I want to go to Luke chapter 18 today. Uh, Luke chapter 18, and then later also we'll look at Matthew 15. But Luke chapter 18, love this parable, and I want to talk about. Prayer. Yeah, prayer. Mm-hmm. Because prayer is one of the most important means that we experience. Prayer is real important in our spiritual uh, uh, spiritual life and the spiritual growth. So Luke chapter eighteen. They needed to hear this too. Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. See, this parable um, tells you from the beginning what this parable is all about. So we don't have to really search for what the what the point was. The story that Jesus um, so not to lose heart, and that's what we should be doing always, not just for the disciple. But the fact is that we all are the disciples. All of us 
we have chosen to follow Jesus Christ. So for all of us, this is our call to pray always and not to lose heart. And not to lose heart. And I think that's very important because we lo- easily lose heart when we pray. Meaning, when we don't see the answers right away, we kind of tend to give up or we kind of uh, make excuses. And now I'm going to tell a little more about that later. But so the story here that Jesus uses has two characters, right? A judge and a widow. No, a judge. Judge is the one who has all the power. To so he's the one in charge. But here, this judge neither nor had respect for people, meaning he was all about himself. This is kind of interesting because Jesus used this judge as an example, but very different from God, God the Father. Huh. Okay, so let's just keep that in mind. Now, also a widow here. Now, widow without a husband to provide and protect, right? She then will be vulnerable for all kinds of evil. And she will be a prime example of any kind of injustice that will be done to her. Now, simple, right? She kept coming to him. Grant me justice against my opponent. Now, how many times? We don't know. Or what we know is she kept coming and coming and coming. The parable doesn't give us the number of how many times that she came. But it's clear is until justice was granted to her. And Jesus makes a point at the end. The last part, right? Verse 8. Will he find faith on earth? When the Son of Man comes, will he find such faith like this on earth? Meaning, until he comes. We don't know when that will be. But those who would come after God, after the Father with, with our prayers, continually, continually and continually, never giving up, kind of faith that Son of Man is looking for. Persistence. And that's the word that I want to uh, point out. Persistence. Now, back to the judge. Because this judge was what? Neither feared God nor had respect for people. So, very opposite from Now, if the judge would actually grant justice, then what about our loving God? About us, cares about his people. Now, how would God actually respond to his children who come to him, begging him again and again and again? Right? All right. So, you know, faith is believing and trusting. We've heard, we've heard that again and again. Faith is believing and trusting. Faith tells us that yes, I believe in who He is and what He can do. But then, faith must be expressed in persistence. 
If you have faith, if we have faith, do we easily give up? That's the thing. If Instead, you keep coming after him with persistence. It's like children. Several of us have children in this room. They come to you. That, can I have ice cream? That, can I have ice cream? No. Mm-mm. Not until after lunch. That, can I have ice cream? Not after lunch. No, 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 no. Dad, please, please, please. Here's your cream. Now, is that a bad parenting? I mean, come on. I mean, of course, if you've been feeding all kinds of candies after candies the hour, then then we may actually question that. But the fact is, I mean, should we question parents actually? Their, their parental uh, skills? fact is that it is the relationship that enables for the children to come after their parents. And say, Dad, Mom, can I please have this? And the parents give. Of course, they wouldn't give, they wouldn't give snakes. Right? That's the thing. About the relationship, the relationship of intimacy, and when we are having, when uh, we're talking about prayer, we're talking about the relationship of intimacy that has to be in place. And when we are intimate with God, then our faith must be expressed through our persistence. That's faith in action. So, another great story is actually Matthew 15. I love this parable. Uh, I love this story. And Luke 18 was parable. Now Matthew 15 here is actually a miracle story. Jesus would Canaanite woman. And we can actually see the how faith expressed in persistence became, uh, uh, resulted in answer prayers. Now, the story started out like this, right? Canaanite woman who came out and said, Jesus, have mercy on me, Lord, son of a demon. By the way, this is Matthew fifteen twenty-two to 28. Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. Well, what did Jesus do? Silence. He just kept going, kept quiet. It sounds like Jesus even ignored her. And then the disciples' response. They came out, they came and urged Jesus, saying, Teacher, send her away. She keeps shouting after us. They were irritated. This woman didn't just say once, but kept shouting again and again. Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. Have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. Disciples were annoyed by her persistence. 
But then Jesus answered like this. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jesus was saying, my purpose right now is to this Israelites. I'm here for the Israelites. Now, obviously this is a time that the gospel has not gone out to the Gentiles. Because Paul was the primary instrument that God used to bring the gospel uh, to the Gentiles. So, at this time, in a way we can understand what Jesus was saying. I'm here for God's chosen people. She is a Gentile. She's a Canaanite. I, I don't have to do anything for her, it sounds like. Right? But then, Canaanite woman... Even though what she heard was, whether it was directed to her or the disciples, clear. But he must have said enough that the heard it, and the woman probably heard it as well. He probably just said, hey, I'm here for the Israelites. My purpose is here. You're you're there. That's it. But then look at her response, her persistent response. But she came and knelt before him, saying, "Lord, help me." And then he answered, "It is not fair to take children's food and throw it to the dogs. You don't deserve me." It even sounds like. It's an insult. Dog. I mean, back then or today, person being compared to the dog. But then, even then, look at a response. Yes, Lord. Yet, eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Sounds like this woman was not getting what was due for her. She was, all she was asking was, mercy on me. That's all she was asking. Son of David. He was recognizing Jesus as who He was, the Messiah. Son of David, have mercy on me. But all she heard was, I'm I'm not for you. You don't deserve me. But then she kept insisting. Even, even the dogs. You call me dogs. That's fine. But even the dogs, the crumbs that fall from the table. Even the dogs get a little bit, very little bit of the mercy from the master. How should I mean, she wasn't arguing. She was insisting that even I belong to you, Lord. Jesus answered, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. She did not take no for an answer from the Lord Jesus. She did not take no for an answer. Now, how is that? 
Jesus, it sounded like first Jesus ignored her, right? Silence. And then even, even worse, it sounded like Jesus even insulted her. She kept coming. She didn't give up. She kept coming, shouting, and she did not lose heart. She did not give up until her request was granted. We easily give up when we pray. We want to see the answers right away. Now, we, we want to dictate the result. And that doesn't always... What, how do we usually respond to that? Now, one of the things that I see a lot is this. In the Christian circle, we usually give up, blame it on God. <laughs> Seriously. Must be in God's will. Must be in God's will. Like we already know what God's will is... I mean, the thing is this, we're not God. Okay, let's always remember that. We are not about what He's doing. Okay? I mean, I used to be like this several years ago, so I kind of know what they're saying. It's like how people are saying about God's will and talk about how God is supposed to work according to our understanding of logics for unanswered prayers. I mean, if God only works in our own understanding, in our own logical understanding, then what are we saying about God? God is too small. Is He really worthy of our prayers and praise? That's the thing. When we pray, we're submitting ourselves under the Almighty God who knows everything. It's the humility that we must have when we come to Him and it is with the humility that we can pray consistently and persistent, with the persistence. If we think we know all about it, then what, what are we doing? We're only trying to use God to get what we want rather than putting ourselves under what God is doing in the world and what, is, what God is doing in our lives. So, I recognize that it was my unbelief. Unwilling to submit to the mystery of God's power and God's will. Did you? Oh, yeah. Did you have my. Okay. <laughs> Kathy, go ahead. Yeah. When you were talking about, um, you know, sometimes we give up and then blame it on God and with um, trusting Him. That made me think of Daniel, mm-hmm. um, where it talks about it. It goes exactly with what you're saying, where Daniel prayed for understanding, and he has to pray for 21 days. Mm-hmm. And then God, finally, an angel comes to him, and the angel tells him, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard, and God sent me for your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in 20 days. So God started answering immediately, but he just had to keep praying for 21 days. It wasn't that God didn't hear him. Yes, that's such an awesome point. Good, Kathy. Good. In fact, 
great. No, this is this is great. How we all work together in a in a wonderful unity. How we are together in this. I mean, that woman's story. I mean, this is such a powerful, powerful miracle. I mean, it sounds like that God was not interested to heal her daughter, right? But he, her request was granted because of her persistence. I firmly believe that. I mean, there are prayers, obviously, that God does not answer. And Scripture tells us why God won't answer. Such as, like, prayer for your own selfish reasons, or praying for something, or worshiping. Filled with sins like abuse of others, your life just not your, your life uh, is not uh, following the will of God, pursuing God's holiness in our lives, and just trying to pray. God says, "My ears will be silent." So there are those prayers that God will not answer. But we're talking what we're talking about here is a prayer that is brought up to God with faith. Okay. In both the parable and this miracle, Jesus makes it very clear. Faith. Answer to all that is faith. And faith, if we have faith, we don't give up. If we don't lose heart. Now, if someone said, I mean, that when someone says, you have faith, you, so you prayed. Then why you pray again? Because you already trusted God. But what the Scripture tells is different. That's our own thinking. That's a, trying to put the logic into what God has said. What Scripture says is, if you have faith, pray until you hear from God. Keep asking. Keep asking. Knocking. Keep searching. That's what the Scripture is saying. Our faith should be on the Scripture, the Word of God, what God has said. If we have faith. If you, you truly says we have faith, we pray until God makes things clear. So, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. This is Paul. Um, I pleaded with the Lord three times to leave me alone. He was talking about flesh. He was being tormented by something. Thorn in the flesh. We don't know what it is exactly. There are different opinions, but I don't think that's all that I pleaded with the Lord three times. I think He said three times because He got the answer at three times. He said to me, My grace is enough for you, because power is made perfect in weakness. So I'll gladly spend my uh, time bragging about my weaknesses so that Christ's power can rest on me. So I'm okay with weaknesses, insults, disasters, harassments, and, and even stressful sake of Christ. Because when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, looking at this passage in the perspective of prayer, Paul prayed. 
we know Paul. I mean, he know about the Spirit of God like no one else. The Spirit of God was in him, and he did miraculous things. He pleaded with the Lord again and again. Did he get what he requested? No. What he got was different answer, answer from the Lord. It was, Lord, please take these away from me. But what he got was, my grace is more sufficient for you. Now, sometimes answers are different, right? But what is clear is, it is the answer of the Lord. That's where the humility comes in, right? We don't know everything. We're simply Because the power of the prayer is not with the one who prays the prayer. Your prayer, your prayer doesn't matter. What does matter is the faith. All right. But power of the prayer is with the one who hears the prayer. God Almighty, who hears our prayers. God will give an answer. Have that Confidence. Otherwise, why even pray? If you will accept silence, the Lord gives clear direction. Pray until request is granted. If If your request is not granted, then Lord will give you an answer that you still need to know. That's the thing. That's going to be even better. It's like this. Dad, can I have a hamburger for lunch? You know what? I tell you what. No, no, not hamburger for lunch. I got you a steak. (laughs) That's speaking our language, right? That's speaking our language. Yeah. It's different from what what you may have wanted. But you know what? But I'm going to be ignoring what you're telling me. Because the Spirit of God that is with us has affirmed us that yes, we are daughters of God. Like the Romans chapter 8 confirms us. Affirms that yes, by the Spirit, we, we know that we can call Abba, Father. And with one uh, fresh wind, fresh fire. Story of Pastor Jim, Jim, uh, Jim Simbala of Brooklyn. Because this is such a in his life with the prayers. Jim and Carol, uh, Pastor Jim, uh, Jim and his wife Carol. They had a wonderful daughter named Chrissy. And she was a perfect child as she grew up. But then in the teenage years, she uh, kind of drifted away from both God and the family. And she even left home. Without any clue what she was doing or where she was going. 
Pastor Jim and Carol, all they could do to control before they did, things got worse. And one night, Carol had a medical operation, and during the uh, post-surgical depression, she heard the devil telling her that, hey, you have a big choir, you know, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, is a multi-Grammy um, Award winning gospel singing group. You have a big choir, you're making albums and doing outreaches at Radio Call in New York. You and your husband can go ahead to reach the world for Christ, but I'm going to have your children. Was what devil whispered to her. I've already got the first one. I'm coming after the next two. She got scared. I mean, as a parents, we would be. She got scared, and so Carol pleaded with Pastor Jim. New York. And this was, this happened in November. Okay? November. Another discouragement came when a pastor friend who he persuaded Chrissy to talk to. And he told Pastor Jim that Chrissy she wants to do and that Pastor Jim can't do anything about it. This pastor friend. Daughter to talk to. And pastor friend told him that there's nothing you can do. She was going to do whatever she wanted to do. Just hung up the phone. He couldn't accept the fact that Chrissy was being away from the Lord. We all know the will of God in this, right? Because the will of God is clear. The Lord desires. God wants all people to be saved. Working for salvation is always in the accordance with the will of God. Strong and from God, Pastor Jim talked to except to God about Christ. And even contact with Christ. In fact, so God acted. So, Christ while opening all presents for the kids but no Chrissy now February so November December January February during prayer meeting on Tuesday night when they entered into a time of prayer and even every uh, and everyone reaching out to God simultaneously an usher handed a note from a young woman with these words Pastor that we should stop the meeting and all pray for your daughter. So he picked up the phone, uh, picked up the mic, and told the gathered what had just happened. He said, The truth of the matter is that my daughter is very far these days. She thinks up is down and down is up. Dark is light and light is dark. But I know God can break through to her, and so I'm going to ask Pastor. Uh, uh, best uh, prayer for Chrissy. Let's all join hands across the sanctuary. And the whole church went into what looked like a labor delivery with groans and desperate determination. 
with words like, Satan, you will not have this girl. Take your hands off. They gave commands. And when he got home that night, he said to Carol, it's over with Chrissy. If there is a God in heaven, this whole nightmare is finally over. Now, 32 hours later. So, remember, November, December, January now is... And did Pastor Jim continue to pray? I'm certain that. Now, 32 hours later after this prayer meeting, he said, As I was shaving, this is Pastor Jim saying, As I was shaving, Carol burst through the door. Go downstairs, she blurted. Chris is here. It's you. I wiped off the shaving foam and headed down the stairs, my heart pounding. As I came around the corner, I saw my daughter on the kitchen floor, rocking on her hands and knees, sobbing. Cautiously, I spoke her name, Chrissy. She grabbed my pant leg and began pouring out her anguish. Daddy, Daddy, I've sinned against God. I've sinned against myself. I've sinned against you and Mommy. Please forgive me. Then suddenly, she drew back. Daddy, she said with a start, who was praying for me? Who was praying for me? Her voice was like that, that of a cross-examining attorney. What do you mean, Chrissy? On Tuesday night, Daddy, who was praying for me? In the middle of the night, God woke me up and showed me I was heading toward this abyss. There was no bottom to it. It scared me to death. I was so frightened. I realized how hard I've been, how wrong, how rebellious. But at the same time, it was like God wrapped His arms around me and held me tight. He kept me from sliding any farther as He said, I still love you. Who was praying for me Tuesday night? Pray with If your prayer doesn't work, or it seems like it doesn't work, guess what? I'm going to ask what uh, Matthew 18 has said to do. I know this. Um, what Matthew 18 has said was about uh, when someone sins against you, but I think the same concept applies here for the prayer. If you pray and it's not working, Pray with a friend. Still, seems like there's no answer. Pray with the church. Pray with faith. But Jesus made it clear. And I think Jesus made it clear because He knew that we would lose heart. Our one, our Have courage. Be persistent. Never Lose heart because God always hears our prayers. Be persistent, my friends. Lord, give courage to your people this morning. Whatever is in our hearts, Lord, give courage so that we
Never lose heart, for God is loving and almighty. His love endures forever and ever. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.